Hello there, you're listening to the Watson's Daily Podcast with me, Peter Watson, on Wednesday the 30th of March. Today, I'm joined by Ines Pinero, who is a Watson's Daily Ambassador. Hi there, Ines, how are you today? Hello, Peter, I'm doing fantastic today. How are you? Yeah, good. Um, We're trying to be chirpy aren't we today uh, although yes, it is indeed. a bit tricky <laughs> anyway <laughs> so talking of which um what um, story did you find um most interesting today in watson's daily yeah so today i thought i'll talk about inflation and the labor market in the us so, <laughs> I was trying to really look for a story that perhaps could write more of a, like a positive note today. It was a yeah. bit tricky, I have to say. Yeah. But, I mean, I thought it was interesting to see this Financial Times article mention that corporate US Gordon's pay rises in mm-hmm. the face of galloping inflation, and it cites research from this compensation analysis firm called Payscale. And Payscale shows that 92% of businesses in the US are planning on increasing employee pay this year. Mm-hmm. And this is versus 85% in 2021. Yeah. And of course, this comes as a result of inflation as it hits its highest level in 40 years mm. in the US. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this actually lights that the increase are, are for both new and existing employees as well and it goes to show the impact of inflation really mm-hmm. how is how effective can this measure be i mean if you think about it i'm aware you cannot compare the inflation in the us with the inflation in turkey for example but i mm-hmm. thought it was interesting to mention this because just to provide an example you can see how in turkey inflation is rising faster and it's eating in people's salary. And mm. we are experiencing something quite similar here in the UK as well. Mm. If you look at Europe, people are getting minimum wage increase, but those in more senior positions are not even getting the same help. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if we turn back to get to the US, just to provide a quick example, this article mentioned that these, um, these uh, Delta Airlines it mm-hmm. says that this month they will be raising the base pay by 4% <laughs> for most of its 75,000 employees starting mm-hmm. in May. Mm-hmm. But, you know, 4% is actually going to make a difference. And mm. the article really highlights that employers, they recognize it is very difficult to hire and retain workers right now mm. and rising wages to well in order to circumvent these labor shortages really mm-hmm. so it may not curve inflation but employers are having to deliver more in order to attack and kind of retain talent mm. and this goes to show the current situation in the labor market really and mm. uh, if you think about the situation the the the, the fact of of this issue as highlighted in, in this article, is that workers who are upset about inflation have more leverage now in order to actually negotiate higher pays. Mm. And, you know, they, they feel rather removed from the Russian-Ukraine thing, if you think about the situation. You know, we've experienced the effects of COVID, uh, the issues with supply chain and demand. Mm. 
and mm-hmm. all these problems coming together. Mm-hmm. And, and, and just to think what is going to be the actual effect of this decision. What do you think, Peter? So, um, no, it's very interesting, um, uh, you know, subject that you brought up there. Uh, I, I mean, I can imagine the conversation between the uh, companies and the um, and the employees. Yeah. They'll be saying something along the lines of, we've got good news and we've got bad news. <laughs> the good news is everyone's going to get a pay rise and then every, all, everyone starts cheering. And whilst they are cheering, they say, and the bad news is, is inflation is higher. <laughs> I don't know if I should As, be I should be laughing on this. No, I know it's like laughing or crying, isn't it? Really, yeah, I exactly. mean, um, and I think this is quite. Um, I think this is common everywhere. You know, I think that. Um, I mean, I heard there was someone at the the, the gym yesterday. I go to. I mean, he was saying about how. Um, uh, and I was overhearing this because normally, see, when I go to the gym, I don't like talking to anyone. I, I'm quite sociable generally, but when I go <laughs> to the gym, I don't want to talk to anyone, see it's anyone I know. Yeah, yeah, yes, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so I, he was saying that you know the 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 um the, the his employer was um you know framing it as a really great thing and saying oh you know we're going to put your wages up and we're going to do it tomorrow so that you know we know that we know that you're having it hard and. The, you know prices are rising so we're going to do this from next month or something and again you think yeah but still the prices are actually going up more than more than that but i mean at least it's going in in, in you know in in that direction yeah i think however yeah go on. no no please no so the uh, problem is the problem is is that if um you know inflation continues to rise um you know people will continue to feel the pinch um and um wage and let's say wage demands continue to increase the likelihood is is that the government um is going to be is going to raise interest rates i mean uh, well not the government rather the central bank because the central bank raises um you know, controls interest rates independently of the government in the US and the UK and most of the developed world. Um, and the and um, you know, Jay Powell has already signalled that he is going to be hiking up rates big time. So the problem with that is is that it means that um, so uh, so he's trying to increase interest rates to stop prices from going up you know at, at the rate that they're doing is trying to slow it down um but the problem is when when they when they do that that means everyone who's in debt at the moment is going to get more in debt mm-hmm. it's going to cost more so they're going to pay more which means there's going to be more um uh strain on on the household finances and ultimately if that's the case people will stop spending uh, and if they stop spending they stop buying goods and services. Yeah. And if they stop buying goods and services, that means that people are going to, uh, that companies are going to have to cut costs. Um, and it is likely that they are going to have to start sacking people. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is some of the issues that this article highlights as well, because mm. even after kind of receiving these uh, rises, many salaries still have less buying power mm. for COVID. It, it, mm. that's what the article says and only 44 percent of the organizations are planning to give the employees uh rises over four percent mm. according to this uh pay scale um mm. 
unless and and this is even as inflation rises at almost double mm. that rate and and this story ties in really nicely with another article which is mm. a an article for wall street journal and it, it goes by uh, say that brand loyalty takes a hit from inflation shortages and mm-hmm. so it shows that u.s shoppers are now looking more broadly outside the the trusted brands in order to keep costs under control in mm. you know as inflation goes up and i mm. wonder are they just doing this now? Because this has been the case in Europe for a while. Mm. At least I, I can talk about Portugal, you know, mm. <laughs> because I know how things are going on in there. And I know that in UK, people are experiencing a similar feeling with cheaper supermarkets like Aldi, like Lidl, gaining more and more popularity. Mm. And if now just going back to the UK, well, this essentially um, has this relation that what you just mentioned, all the wedges are rising, inflation is rising faster, and they're looking at kind of ways to cut spending. Mm-hmm. And these will essentially be reflected in supermarkets and people mm-hmm. are trying to to kind of buy the basic uh, goods for the mm-hmm. basic needs. And it ties really nicely with what you just said about kind of restructuring the way people manage their finances. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's very difficult because the way I've seen it is that you know, during I think during COVID, um, I think it'd be fair to say that everyone was feeling very vulnerable, right? Very vulnerable. You know, you're locked, you're locked up in uh, in and confined to where you're living. Uh, can't go anywhere. Can't do anything. Everything's closed. And generally, what happens in those kinds of circumstances is, I think that people consumers crave nostalgia and comforting you know anything that is comforting and um, we saw that there are a number of companies like Unilever like Reckitt like Campbell's Soup whatever mm-hmm. you know that all did very very well during lockdown because people saw them as being and I suppose Kraft Heinz as well because you know, baked beans and whatnot. Well, over here anyway. (laughs) So, you know, all of those, they trust those brands, they use those brands and they stay with them. Now, the thing is, though, is that that was all fine under, um, you know, under lockdown. And actually, they benefited since then as well. But in the interim period, um, you know, wheat prices have gone up. Um, Generally, all prices have gone up. So all these input prices have gone up. Initially, the companies were taking the hit um, in raw, in higher raw material costs. Mm-hmm. But then they were thinking, well, actually, consumers, you know, wages are rising. People want to feel good, etc. So actually, we can pass the rises on and it won't hurt us too much because they'll be fine. And that was fine. But we are now at a stage where people are really feeling the um, hits to their, to their household finances. And instead of, you know, so, uh, in, yeah, well, I'll, I'll talk about this in a minute, but um, they, what they, the danger is, is that they just stop spending, not just slow down, but stop. And if that happens, then that can be, you know, again, like I say, it can be, um, you know, it can be uh, pretty serious. So we've gone through this period of brand loyalty. Now people are going, well, you know, actually, I don't mind whether the beans taste slightly different. 
I'll go and buy <laughs> beans from a cheaper place yeah. and do something else, you know, do something else with them, whatever. So I, I think that it seems that we have reached that point or we are about to reach the point where the consumer has had enough of having all the prices passed on to them. And then now they are now looking for alternative places to go and shop in order to um, help with the household budgets. Yeah, and I mean, on the topic of passing on uh, the prices on to consumers, Mm. this is kind of a bit similar to what we were talking about yesterday. Because Mm -hmm. if you think about the ESG angle Mm. story, I thought it was really interesting because I know that, for example, in the UK, there is a lot of reformation to do with the food industry, specifically to do with kind of trying to reduce obesity Mm. and that kind of to this social uh, rubric of the ESG policy. And so that means that, for example, they are taxing uh, food makers and food enterprises to to make them pay a sugar and salt tax to try and reduce and make them kind of reformulate their products. Hmm. And, well, this is here in the UK. I imagine maybe something similar is happening in the US as well. But then if that happens, you know, it means that, again, it's something extra that will have Mm -hmm. to about it's it's another type of expenses they will have to cover and honestly i think what, what natural will happen is that they will pass this on to the end consumers making mm. it more expensive and so mm. you have to really think about what the priorities are at the moment mm. and the government and big enterprises will have to prioritize mm. uh in in terms of is this the right time to make these decisions in terms of reformulating and, and being you know and moving towards this green economy because mm. people are already having to uh, experience so much change and kind of take on all these new prices and everything mm. really expensive. And it just looks like ESG will have to wait for a while, Peter. What mm. do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think that, you know, we're at the point now where it's going to take, it's going to, in many places, in many um, yeah instances, we'll have to take a back seat. Um, I think that... Um, the uh, so we've already seen um, criticism of ESG investing in terms of the effect it's had on defence uh, in particular, um, but also in the oil or en- energy industry as a whole. Um, and I think that when things go badly like this, you know, so economies start to weaken people then revert to cost and just that. Whereas in the past, maybe people feel that they can have the luxury. They feel like, so the thing is, I think a lot of people feel that um, lux- the ESG is almost a luxury. Mm-hmm. It's not really a luxury, but when times are hard, it is seen as a luxury. You know, um, and so and I think now we are getting to that point where, um, you know, like introducing, say, new new formulations or um, uh, more eco friendly packaging and stuff. All that's great. um, But the problem is, if it costs more than what we've already had, um, then I think that there will be more of a a delay of of the, you know, imposing the new stuff. Um, because everyone's just going to concentrate on and on what's the cheapest. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you know, it's it's it. 
I think we are reaching, we are at a, a chain a crossroads at the moment. And at the moment, um, as long as we continue to have this, um, uh, you know, Russian uh, war in Ukraine, um, then I think things aren't going to get better. Yeah, it's like everything else will have to wait, at least until this situation goes away, just because people will need money in order to afford these transformations to, mm. to be able to move to uh, other opportunities, especially if these corporations are having to increase people's salary, for example, mm. to retain talent and to, to, you know, to keep them happy as well. Because, you know, if people aren't able to really afford the basics, what mm. comes next you know i mean like i was telling you this morning i'm not going to be spending 200 pounds on uh, eco-friendly trousers if i'm mm. you know, in these circumstances i'll definitely go to primark and get trousers for 14 pounds mm. it's just not something you can afford right now and because everything is just being developed mm. uh, then it's just something to to really think about well this is the situation in the us mm. uh, and i know that most countries are experiencing something similar but what can you tell us about the uk peter yeah uh, unfortunately it's not a great picture either um i mean i i almost um uh, mentioned it just then but you know i did i have been saying since last year um, that I think that everything was going to go well for the consumer and retailers and things like that going into the end of last year, um, because everyone was coming out of um, coming out of uh, COVID. Um, they had saved money um, and they wanted to. They hadn't really been denied a Christmas, um, you know, and so they wanted to spend even though prices were already starting to go up, they wanted to spend, they wanted to have an enjoy Christmas. And then I said, you know, from the beginning of the year, I thought that then people were just going to continue, um, but they weren't going to continue with their savings because they, those savings had been run down, um, but they will be spending on uh, uh, credit cards. And that's the story for today is that apparently, so the latest uh, Bank of England figures have shown that credit card bo uh, borrowing has uh, gone up by its um, sharpest monthly rate since records began in 1993. So, it, you know, it, this is amazing, right? So um, now this is what I say. So I think that what is happening, so it's very similar to what's happening in America. So you've got, you know, we were explaining that before about how, um, you know, uh, you know, prices are rising. The uh, producer of goods takes that on the chin for a bit. Uh, then after a while, they look around, they see that consumers are uh, having wages increasing. Uh, they see that the job market is tight. They think, OK, we've got confidence to pass it on to the consumer. They pass it on to the consumer. Um, prices rise, inflation rises. Then you get um, to the situation where it's just gotten a bit out of control. Um, and so the um, central banks start increasing interest rates to rein in um, uh, inflation. At this point, like I said before, you're, you know, if people keep spending, they're spending using debt and using credit cards and things like that. Uh, the problem is, is that if you've got a rising inflation environment and the central bank is minded to increase the interest rate in order to um, stop uh, or to uh, to slow down inflation, that means that if you're already in debt, 
you're going to have to pay more on it. So it's, you're going to have to pay more to service your debt, which means that your outgoings are going to increase even more. So it's a tough situation. Um, and and I think that it is something that we can't, um, that, you know, I, I can't see the end of in the, in the near future. And certainly um, I can't see it while the um you know russia ukraine uh, continues because yeah. there's so much uncertainty um surrounding that and how it might look if and when it stops um so yeah yeah and, and well it's what comes from that it's potentially we'll see a sudden slowdown in in spending in, mm-hmm. the, in the in the next months of course uh what i thought was interesting uh in in respect of this is the analysis that you've kind of made a, a number of times in the podcast mm. where you explained that it's kind of unbelievable to see that the lower income people they are you know they they are going to have some help from the government and those in the top positions you know we can see that they're clearly not being really affected and this is reflected Mm. on you know the mulberries doing quite well you can also read about that in today's um in today's edition i think Mm -hmm. and you know sales like benelux sales are also going up quite well in that respect but people in the middle uh you know they're going to have a difficult time because there's Mm. so much that you can you can take on and this is something that i know it's happening here in the uk but it's also happening in europe like Mm. i see stories from friends and family in spain portugal Italy, uh in germany and they they don't seem to be any sort they don't seem to be able to get any sort of help if if they you know if they are you know well but not that well mm. if you know what i mean oh well and, off yes yeah yes, well so, off yeah. Yeah. yeah and so it's kind of really frustrating because those are the ones that are going to really feel the effect of all this mm. and of course on a positive note i think these sort of situation uh, people will, will see a sudden slowdown in spending. But of course, in, in terms of the UK, I think we'll definitely see more in terms of people, you know, going in staycations. Mm. And they, there will be also an awakening of this general feeling of wanting to help businesses in the UK because everyone's struggling, right? Mm. And so mm. if you're going to spend money, even though it's just on, on your credit card, then you might as well just spend money here and, mm. and help your local business. And this is mm. just to kind of try to to look at the positive side because <laughs> like I was telling you this morning, I, I was really kind of trying to look for a story to bring something positive mm. on the podcast because everything seems to be so kind of dark and, and, and negative. Uh, from what's happening, of course, from from the Russian Ukraine. Um, but you know, if you kind of think about looking beyond this situation, you explained something really amazing this morning, Peter. Could you share that with us? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so I think the thing is, is that um, generally speaking, if you if you consume the media in a passive way, i.e. You just read something and then just go and then react to it um, or, or just say, oh, you know, let it wash over you. You are going to be very limited and narrow in the way that you continue to think, because it is very easy now to sort of go, ah, oh, it's all bad news. I'm not going to read the news or it's all um, it's all negative. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, prices are going up. When does it end? Um, fuel prices, I can't afford to, yeah, 
all this stuff, you know, everything that we're seeing at the moment is negative. And, you know, when I when I write Watson's Daily, I mean, I'm always trying to think of, of different points of view and uh, and all that kind of thing. Um, and what I'm doing as well, though, is reflecting what is in the news. Now, the thing is, though, is it is very important to remember that things do not are not negative and not horrendous forever. Um, they everything goes in cycles. Um, and I think that it seemed to me that um, last year we were getting out of COVID, more people were getting vaccinations. <coughs> Sorry, cases were coming down. Um, companies were recovering. Labour markets were tightening. You know, all this stuff was all looking good. And then Russia invaded Ukraine. Mm. That set us everyone back. That made supply chains worse. It made um, energy prices go up, which made, um, you know, a a terrible impact on, on, you know, inflation in a lot of places and has made lives very difficult for many people around the world. I mean, yesterday, um, you know, we talk about how uh, um, people in Egypt, for instance, uh, suffering terribly yeah. because we, you know, they get 80 percent of their wheat from uh, Russia and Ukraine. So all so all these things are all, all negative. However, you know. If um, and hopefully when um, this current situation comes to an end, um, then the likelihood is that there will be a bounce of some kind. Now, how long that goes on for, how sustained it will be and how quick it will happen depends entirely on how the current situation comes to an end. I would say that, you know, the best case scenario in terms of the economics would be like, you know, Putin steps down or someone takes over or whatever it is. Right. So he steps down. Then that means that the West will be more inclined to potentially and it depends on the successor um, would be more inclined to, um, you know, relax uh, sanctions and all that kind of stuff and deal with um, uh, Russia more quickly again. However, I don't think that's likely as things stand at the moment. Um, And it looks like, you know, the what will probably happen um, is that there will be some uh, like a truce of sorts. Um, it will be something that, uh, you know, that, yeah. So there, there will be there will be a, a truth. There will be a truce of sorts um, and a compromise. And what that will mean is that, you know, that, you know, things it won't be perfect, but um, people will then be able to breathe a bit of a sigh of relief. And then you will start seeing um, more relief in terms of energy. Supply chains might ease a bit more. Um, the sentiment improves. People start spending a bit, uh, you know, a little bit more again, dis- despite, I mean, you know, or yeah. maybe they'll put more on the credit card. But you know, <laughs> where everyone will start moving again. Because at the moment, I kind of think we're in limbo. And, um, and so, you know, just remember, try to think, through what the current negative situation is and try to think what a positive situation could look like because the problem is if you take too much negativity you will end up closing off your thinking 
Yeah. And I think that, you know, in order to try to think to, if you think positively, you will see more opportunity. And I think that that's a really important thing to do. Yeah, definitely. I think this is a really good reflection exercise and as well for, like, for preparation for like interviews and, and that sort of stuff. So thank you so much, Peter. I think this is really, really helpful. No problem. So we better stop there. But, um, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, thank you very much indeed for your time. Um, it's, uh, you know, uh, thank you for your thoughts today. Oh, um, and uh, thank you very much for listeners for listening to us. And we'll be back again tomorrow. So many thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Bye.